Hey, Coconut, so recently there's been quite a lot of discussion around quiet quitting um, and it's been getting quite a lot of traction. Like even our one little quiet quitting Instagram post kind of went viral. Uh, so great. Thanks for loving and sharing and liking it. So all that is good. Uh, but you also see a lot of the mainstream media that is uh, backed by big capitalists, right, to come on and kind of shame people about it, right? And I don't really like it. Like they say things like, oh yeah, you should get your ass back to work and, and all that, right? especially some of the American media. Right, So I think what is important is to recognize that the very fact that you are feeling this and the very fact that you're experiencing this, there's a lot more to be discussed than just, hey, get back to work, you know, like this is what you should be doing. So yeah, today I want to talk a little bit about quitting quiet quitting. Welcome back. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. So good morning, everyone. I welcome you to another day with the Financial Coconut. In our podcast, Budbunking Financial Myths, discovering best financial practices and discussing financial strategies that fits our unique life. You get it. Ultimately, empowering us to create a life we love while managing our finances. Well, I am your host, Reggie, aka your chief financial coconut. And today, we are going to be spending some time talking about quiet quitting and possibly quitting quiet quitting. And yes, uh, as you can hear, I am a little bit down, right? So I'm a little bit sick, uh, nasally again. I don't know why, man. Uh, okay, I think, okay, maybe, maybe just, you know, pushing buttons. But recently, I met some friends that came in from the UK and maybe, uh, maybe they bring some virus over to me. Right? <laughs> but, but whatever it is, um, yeah, maybe it's a new strain of COVID, whatever. Right? I'm just uh, doing best practices. But pardon my uh, little nasally voice uh, as you tune in with me every week. But yes, specifically for quiet quitting and I actually did a poll after I realised that our Instagram post was doing very well. I'm like, who cares about this thing? What is this idea? Right? So I did a poll and yeah, interestingly uh, quite a lot of activity like people care about this. So you guys care about it. I'm going to share with you my observation and my points. Okay, So there must be some reason why this phenomenon has come about and some people will say, oh, I've been quiet quitting all my life right and there are a few different big pockets and a few different groups that are participating in this movement of quiet quitting and i want to begin the discussion or begin the podcast by recognizing that there are divergent groups that are attaching themselves to this idea of quiet quitting right so the first group will be i would say the kind of person that has changed their goals right because something happened in their life I think a lot of people fall into this group. It's like because COVID, you know, these two years, you have not been, um, you feel like you, it's shaken up your life and you're trying new things and you're experiencing new stuff. And you ask yourself, hey, do I really want this? You know, so yeah, maybe I don't really want this. Uh, so, so these are the kind of people that are possibly attaching themselves to this idea of quiet quitting where actually what happened is they have redefined their life, right? Similar train of thought will be happiness, you talk to a lot of people, very interesting. Right? A lot of people, when you talk to them, they'll say, I'm in a very happy state now, right? And then uh, then they will say like, oh yeah, when I was in my 20s, you know, I was partying, I was having fun, I was spending money, I was doing all that, but I wasn't very happy or 
blah 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 right and then you ask them now uh, what what constitute happiness and you realize that actually what really change is how they define happiness how they experience happiness so once you redefine what underpins the emotion of happiness a lot of things then change right when you were younger going out drink with friends have fun chill hang out that's great you know, life's good right so <laughs> and how can you now in your 30s you pass that life and you look back at your 20s say yeah I see you last time I anyhow anyhow actually I'm not very happy but at the point in time when you're in your 20s that was your happiest time you know like you were hanging out with your friends on the weekend just grabbing a drink and you were amazing right life was great so that's the idea right because you redefine happiness things have changed and you kind of you use different things to then fulfill yourself, fulfill that, that goal of happiness. So similar to this idea, the first bunch of people, right? Having changed their goals because uh, something happened in their life. And the second bunch of people that have attached themselves to the idea of quiet quitting are the people that tried really hard, you know, in an organization, but consistently get beaten within it. Right, so you have a, a big bunch of people that are like that. Like you're new to the job, or you got to switch into a new sector. You got a new job after a while. You get promoted. You're very excited. You join in, and you want to do all the things that you want to do, but you keep getting blocked. Right, you keep getting uh, shot down. Your ideas keep getting. You don't get the buy-in from the ideas, and the reality is sometimes those things happens because of your lack of political capital at your organization. Sometimes because you've moved up a different role. There's a whole different set of skills. You need to manage other departments' expectation. That it's a lot more nuanced, but generally, I have observed that this is the second bunch of people that have attached themselves to this idea of quiet quitting, and they are the ones that they try very hard. Doesn't work. Then be like, okay, la, never mind. La. So be it. La. I'm not going to do anymore. I'm just going to cruise and I'm going to just continue. Okay. And the third bunch of people are the ones that just wanted to cruise right from the start of getting this job. And to them, yeah, I'm quite quitting. So what? Right. So, and, and I think those guys are very interesting. And to define, okay, to, to get a little bit more clarity, to define what is quiet quitting, it is actually just doing enough within the job and not going over and beyond to try to, you know, clog in more time, clogging more you know, uh, success, more achievement, more initiatives. You know, you're just kind of like doing what you need to do and life moves on. You you cruise and you carry on. And that is the the third bunch of people that, that's why I think the third bunch of people, which are, which are the ones that just wanted to cruise right from the start uh, are amazing because to me, they're the most at ease. And to them, so what? Quiet quitting. Quit lah. You know, it's fine, right? Just, just cruise. Just do what you need to do. And good. Life is good. <laughs> and I think those bunch of people are not the one making the noise on online or, or, or making themselves felt online, to them, it is just like, oh, finally, uh, finally you're joining us, right? <laughs> so it's it's quite interesting. But yes, um, all these different personas are valid in the sense that they all are just trying to subscribe to some ideas, like having having an idea to hold on to and to, to feel like, yeah, yeah, you know, uh, this is the reality, this is what I'm going through and all that. But I would say, uh, yeah, nah. The third group of people are the most at ease. So today I wanted to spend some time to then, uh, based on the personas that I've established, to share with you some of my thoughts around quiet quitting, and uh, hopefully gives you give you a little bit more clarity on like, is this something that you want, or do you just kind of want to move on? Or yeah, to to me, you should quit quiet quitting. Like, but I'm gonna establish the reasons why. Okay, number one, 
first most important reason is your job cannot fulfill all your needs. You know, I've talked about this many, many, many times and I want to take this opportunity to reiterate it, right? Um, how I look at a job is a job is kind of like an amalgamation of different things you do, right? Within a, within a certain set of repertoire that you do and within this repertoire, you then sell to someone that's willing to buy this repertoire and then they will pay you. They'll call your employer. They're paid in salary. So that is pretty much the base idea of a job. You have a certain set of skills, you sell it to someone, they pay you a salary, and yeah, that is what it is. But over time, over time, I think uh, there's been a little bit more sensationalization of the job, you know, and... um, it is, it, it is interesting because I do believe that this is anchored on a wealthier workforce. You know, like when you were in school, when you were in your younger days, you know, you first get your first job, you know, 4,000, 5,000, okay, like 10 years ago, my friends got a four, five 5,000 starting salary. They'd be like, what? thousand that's how a lot of people sign on got sign on got 4.4 or something right but as an officer um but yeah whatever as long as you get your first job you know you you feel like yeah you know this is what it is amazing good stuff yeah but as you move along you start to have a little bit more money you accumulate more money and then you have a few hundred thousand sitting in your bank and then you ask yourself is this really what i want you know but the, the thing is it is not about it's not just about whether this is what you want, but it's really about your circumstances changing over time. As you're on this personal finance journey, as you accumulate more wealth, you are no longer that cheap, <laughs> broke it in the beginning, right? You have a few hundred thousand sitting around and then people start thinking, oh, maybe I want to buy a property or maybe I want to do something, you know, I want to try a business, you know, and you start to have all these ideas because it is a fertile ground now to entertain these ideas, which is why a lot of the Big tech, I would say finance was one of the first bunch, but big tech in the recent decade have, you know, kind of picked up this idea to recognize that all these employees that have been working with them in a few years become multi-millionaires or half a millionaire and and they'll be like, you know, why am I here? So in order to keep these guys, they essentially make the job more than just a bunch of services or just a bunch of things to do and they try to meet your higher order needs, right? Your fulfillment, uh, your satisfaction, your self-improvement, opportunity, growth, all these kind of higher order needs within the Maslow's hierarchy of needs. Um, the job tries to fulfill those things. And if you work in those companies, great, good on you. You will not be thinking about quiet quitting or highly unlikely, okay? Unless you maybe fall into the first group of people, right? Which uh, had a different idea of what they want after they have some experience. But that's the reality as such, right? The job cannot fulfill all your needs as much as some companies are trying to let you feel like they can, you know, fulfill all your needs. The reality is, I do think that a lot of people that are quiet quitting have sensationalized the job. And we're just slowly waking up to the idea that, oh, you know, actually, maybe the job cannot do everything for me. Great. Good. You know, and, and and I think that's good. Whether or not in the end you choose to continue and be a quiet quitter like the third bunch of people that were just very happy to cruise through right from the start or you decide to, that you, you really just want to quit. I think either way is fine. But recognizing that the job has limitation, inherently the job... Inherently, you're working in a business and the business has certain goals that they need to meet, which is to make profit, right? Just so happened that in capitalism, profit is the essential idea, right? They want to make profit and all the things that they tell you that they're going to do for you underpins the idea of profit. Can you bring more value than what they give, right? So so that is the reality and uh, I just want us to recognize that, you know, the job 
just cannot fulfill all your needs and don't need to feel too bad uh, about it. And if you want to quit, go for it, you know. And if you're quiet quitting, maybe you are going through this transition of deciding, you know, is this for me? And yeah, it is what it is. And point number two is that work-life balance is a sham. In my view, okay, work-life balance is a sham. Most companies can't give you much, okay? And I will continue this afterward from our sponsor. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. So what do I mean by what life balance is a sham? Uh, a bit clickbaity, I, I recognize that. But like I said in the... F- Point number one, right? Your job cannot do everything for you. And a lot of the things that you see, you know, like all these big tech companies or these big financial companies, or even for a period of time, the airlines were giving very good benefits, right? And and those were all golden era for those companies. They had high margins. There are a lot of things that they can do for their people to attract the best talent, to keep them in, to get them to work longer. You know, it's like when, like, like the same story, right? You're a fresh grad, let's say you work in big tech, 8,000, 10,000. Today, software engineers go out at least at the kind of price point, right? So let's say you make $10,000 a month in, in five years, you know, you, you don't do much. In five years, you're going to have 400,000. And in order to keep you for another five years, then I need to meet your higher order needs. Huh? Generally, that's the idea. But then what happens after that? The phenomena is interesting. What happens after that is then these big tech guys or these executives, uh, Netflix, uh, or Sheryl Sandberg, uh, whoever, okay, these guys then go around making themselves sound like, oh, wow, you know, uh, this is how you should treat all your employees. This is how things should be done. You know, uh, you should give them sleeping pots, give them free food and, and all that, right? And what happens is this then becomes, you know, the kind of standard that all other companies need to meet. And, it then also sip into the broader, you know, society and broader cultural ideas where, you know, this is how job should be. Um, and I will say that is not the case, like, because most companies cannot afford to give you the kind of benefit similar to what big tech is. And eventually, a lot of your big tech today will, you know, move down. They will become like a Sun Microsystems. They will become like an Adobe Suite. They will eventually fade out, you know, like an Oracle and then it will kind of cruise along. So it's the same idea. It's a natural trajectory of of how businesses work within the capitalistic system. So eventually, most of these companies will have to come back and benefit. And you already hear it. You know, re- recently, uh, I think Google and Facebook, they all come out and say they're going to start to kind of review. They never say they're going to cut. Huh? I think they're going to review some of their benefits. So this is the eventual life cycle of businesses, which also means that the whole idea that your company can take care of you and you can then, by extension, take care of your life is very wonky. Right, <laughs> I I get it why people want to talk about it work life balance work life balance you know but I I I want to ask you right do you need your company to teach you how to live life maybe that's not the case right maybe that's not what we really need we maybe maybe what we need is to go out and live life go out and experience life right which is why to me quiet quitting is like a silent protest to say that oh yeah maybe now I want to explore other aspects of life 
maybe now I want to look at other things, right? And uh, once again, the third group of the third persona of quiet quitters will be like, yeah, you know, told you what, right from the start, it should be like that. Also half for what? Right? But, but I'm not saying everybody should think like that. It's just recognizing that there's this bunch of people in the quiet quitting community that, uh, that are kind of dissing the new quiet quitters because they are like OGs, right? Right from the start, they know, you know, I just want to come here and make some money. Don't sensationalize work. Don't sensationalize career. Do what I need to do. And then outside, I do yoga. I do baking. You know, I go and hide my friends. I pato pato. I do what I want to do, right? So, and, and that's the part that I think links to work-life balance, right? Because work-life balance inherently is an idea propagated by companies and by government, right? And you ask yourself, why? Like, do you really need the companies and government to teach you how to live life? Right? You Maybe we need some stronger labor laws to protect ourselves, yes. Uh, but generally, I would say most companies cannot provide you the kind of sensationalized idea of how work is like and you shouldn't be listening to them as how to live a life. Right. And also, of course, there's the whole boundary la, drawing, making sure that you, you don't have, you don't spend too much time at work and all that. But those are all extension. Those are all extension ideas. At the core, you really got a question like, is work-life balance really a thing? Is it even possible to balance work and life? Especially when you are one person. Whatever that is affecting you at work affects your life. Whatever that is affecting your life affects your work. Right. So with with that, is it really possible? And if not, Maybe you should just leave. La. Quit, take a break, give yourself some space. Which brings me to point number three, most important point of today, which is essentially quit so that you can give yourself the full space uh, to fill up what matters to you and experience that a little bit. I've talked to many people about this, uh, especially friends in finance, right? They were like, oh yeah, every day I trade in the market, uh, very sien, uh, you know, it's becoming like a thing, you know, like I know how to do this in and out, you know, this, that, make money, okay, bonus, don't make money, okay, whatever. You know, so, so they, they have gone through, that's how all become bato mi seller after that, right? All these sensational story, uh, banker turns bato mi seller, banker turns home baker, banker turns durian seller, you know, whatever. <laughs> That's the reason why, because they all made some decent money. A few hundred thousand in their bank account, you know, some of them made millionaires after a few years. And yeah, you know, and many of them struggle to just quit. They must have something else to hold on to. And I think a lot of people thinking or, or within the quiet quitting idea has that also. Assuming your finances are intact, assuming you can just cut back on some expenses to kind of glide through without eating into your capital or affecting your financial situation, why don't you just quit? It is actually very uncomfortable to have a lot of space. It is actually very uncomfortable to have nothing to kind of repeat to. But that's the beauty in itself, right? When you leave and fully give yourself the space, you will re-embrace different aspects of life. You will question things. It's going to be difficult. Okay, It's going to be uncomfortable. It's going to be difficult. And then you will think like, what's next? What should I do? Maybe I shouldn't do anything. Maybe I should focus on something else, right? And let all that energy, let all that excitement kind of feel you again. And I think that's the beauty of potentially just quitting, quiet quitting. Like, why are you there? Right? And, and I've talked to some of my other friends and that, that's what they say, right? So, oh, just quit lah. But of course, they all come from the idea of you know having decent financial situation already, which I'm assuming that most of you should have at a certain point in time. And of course, if you are struggling with your finances and you know you are not ready to do it, then okay, okay, I get it. Don't need to do it. But 
if you already have accumulated some wealth, you have sorted out your basic finances, why not just quit so that you can fully embrace the space rather than just cruising there, right? And maybe, maybe, okay, if you want to take it step by step, because uh, the reality is it will be very hard to fill up a whole day if you have never, you know, not, not work a job before. <laughs> There's a reason why high tea exists. Uh. All the Thai Thai, nothing to do. Every day go high tea. Ma. Afternoon three to five, do what? <laughs> it's high tea. They, they need to find something to fill their schedule. Golf, la, high tea. La. You, you, you get the idea, right? And then gala, gala, charity. I think wear nice, nice. Okay, but... <laughs> okay, if you're one of them, great. Uh. I'm, not, I'm not dissing you. Okay, but the idea here is that when you have a lot of space, suddenly it may be quite hard for you to fill it up. So... um. Maybe yeah, you can start spending do do a little bit of the quiet quitting, spend some of your extra time to do other things and for test out new things, try new things, and yeah, eventually quit lah. Give yourself some space to fully embrace a different way of life, and you will have a you have a way more nuanced idea of what is going on and uh, why are you feeling this and maybe you know you you need to live in a suburb or live in a rural town. I don't know, but that's the the situation. I would encourage you to quit if financially you're good rather than just kind of sitting around and, and do the whole quiet quitting situation. Okay? Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. In closing, I understand that this is a sensitive topic in a sense that people that are going through quiet quitting... It's not the most comfortable situation. It's not the most, it's not the happiest situation. It's not the, it's one of those situations where you feel kind of lost. Sometimes you feel a bit angry. Sometimes you feel a bit nervous. And sometimes you think about what you can do elsewhere. You'll be a little bit more excited. But then you're also afraid, right? So, so it's like an emotional cesspool, right? When you're, when you're in such a situation. And I get it. But I will really recommend you to quit quiet quitting and just, just, just leave, you know? Take a breather, leave, change organization, what have you. And, and these are my three reasons. Number one is uh, your job cannot fulfill all your needs, okay? Because uh, inherently, <laughs> uh, you, are in a, you are in a very defined, well-defined transaction of a certain bunch of skill sets. Someone is buying your time and your skills. And yeah, they, they, there's an expectation of doing what you need to do. But the reality is uh, over time, people have sensationalized the idea of a job because of a lot of these big tech companies, a lot of these kind of ideas are like, oh yeah, you know, maybe uh, work is more than just transaction and blah, blah, blah. Right? So there's a lot of that that I think now it's a good time to roll back to recognize that, hey, job meets some of the needs that you, you have, but it probably cannot fulfill everything. And if that is the inherent reality, then why not just go somewhere else? And point number two is uh, work-life balance to me is quite a sham, right? Because following the same idea of how companies are propagating this idea of like work-life balance and, you know, you can actually fulfill a live, live a fulfilling life and also work a fulfilling work. I would say not a lot of people are there and most companies cannot afford to give you that kind of... Um, 
space to do those kind of stuff, right? So work-life balance to me is quite a sham. And you know, let, let's put it bluntly, I don't need my company to teach me how to live life. And I don't need them to be very concerned about my life. I just need to let I just need them to let me go. Right. So so there's a lot more nuance that can be discussed here, but I hope that you can rethink a little bit of this idea of work-life balance. Maybe it can just be life. Maybe you don't need to work. You know, if at some point in time when you've accumulated all the wealth and you have found a way to go about living within this system, why do you really need to work? Which brings me to point number three, and that is to quit to give yourself space to fully embrace all the time and all the space. It is hard. It is difficult. And I think I did an episode about this previously. I can't remember exactly which one, uh, but something along the fire idea, right? And I, you should check out some of the earlier episodes. 100 something, I think. We are at like, what, 160? But yes, uh, with that, I hope you learned something useful today. See ya. Hey, I hope you learned something useful today and truly appreciate that you took time off to better your life with the financial coconut. Knowledge is that much more powerful and interesting when shared, debated and discussed. Join our community Telegram group, sign up for our socials, uh, sign up for our newsletter, follow us on our Instagram, join our Telegram and share this on your socials, okay? And I think I've been talking about sharing on your socials for a while, so thank you for doing it. Maybe the next thing that you can do is to sign up for our newsletter, right? If there was one thing that I hope you want to do is to sign up for our newsletter so that we can reach you directly and uh, actively keep you updated because I know sometimes we have other shows, we have other events, we have other collaboration. And we don't always have a touch point with all of you. So yeah, sign up for our newsletter and uh, be on our email list. We'll keep you updated on all the exciting things happening at The Financial Coconut.